Welcome to episode 94 of Tactical Crouch. We're a competitive Overwatch podcast. I'm Kick Tripod, joined by Yiska and Volamel as always. It's only been three days since we've seen you. The uh, If you missed it, on Friday we posted a special episode with Curry Shot that you can actually go check out right now. Really good stuff. Very all over the place, I'll admit. Not our most organized show, but lots of great insights from Curry Shot. Uh, love the way he thinks about the game, and we love having him on. So uh, definitely go do check that out. Another thing that we did want to bring up before we get started today is the uh, we actually are looking to add somebody to the Tactical Crouch team. And what we mean by that is, is we've been wanting to do this for a while, is we want to have a dedicated video editor who can come in and bring in some b-roll footage and help us out with some other uh, video projects so if you have the the initial it's very basic editing so if you like know how to use and clip together clips in iMovie chances are you have the skill to do it want to make a little extra money um we will be paying so just send us a dm on twitter at tactical underscore crouch or um you can also that's probably the best way to do it. Send us a DM on Twitter, tactical underscore crouch. Let us know that you're interested. If you have any links to any of the stuff you've worked on, that's going to be great. We'd love to uh, get you in helping us. And that's about it. Cool. All right, guys. Hey, what's up, dudes? What up? What up? What up? Uh, we got a lot to talk about, so let's just jump in. Uh, news and everything else brought to you, of course, by our patron producers, Battle Crab, Pin Lulshin, Charlie L, Audio Compass, Porkchop, Sammy, Kosh67, Kuchikopi, Salsa Boy 91 Shara, and Picasso. Uh, thank you so much for supporting the show. If you like the show, go to patreon.com slash tactical crouch, and you can support there. You can anywhere from a dollar to 25 bucks a month, whatever you want, whatever makes sense for you. Uh, come join us for game night. We'll announce when that is on Wednesday. And other than that, let's talk about uh, what is going on in the world of competitive Overwatch right now. So mm -hmm. um, we do have uh, some news that uh, the reason why we haven't seen some of the uh, Korean rosters is they're back in Korea under 14-day quarantine or in conditions where they can't compete. Uh, the London Spitfire uh, being one of those. Um, so... That's where they're at. They finally put out an update. Uh, Soul is going to be playing now this week, right? Yes. And they're having some banger matches against the uh, Shining Dragons as well. I haven't next week's matches yet. I'm so Ooh, excited. We got some some stuff to talk about. I'm excited about four matches on on Wednesday. It should we'll be see. good. Yeah. So uh, that's what's going on. Um, I don't really have much. I don't think there's really much to say to that. Like, that's just hashtag pandemic life i guess uh so par for the course there uh but we did talk a little bit about this last week and um and in the preseason actually so uh 
there's something going on in Vancouver right now. Uh, recently, so we saw, it was two weeks ago, right? The uh, Vancouver Titans had two uh, pretty disappointing losses. And since then, things seem to have uh, hit a critical mass and have started spiraling out of control. Slime, Hacksaw, and Twilight have removed Titans from their social media bios, banners, YouTubes, whatever. Uh, Jay Hong, I just saw, has done this as well. Now, uh, Fissure was streaming uh, a few days ago, uh, said that he wouldn't comment on what's going on, but uh, he did acknowledge that there is something going on and we'll probably hear about it at some point. Mm-hmm. So and to be fair, real quick about uh about Jay Hong, he actually never had Vancouver Titans in his bio. What he did was he uh wiped his Instagram except one picture. That doesn't necessarily indicate anything. That's true. Yeah, that is true. Right. Um. Yeah. I I think uh and if we forget names or platforms, it's not really important. the The point is there seems to be some sort of consistent theme among most of the Vancouver Titans. Uh, going on. Um, I mean, Yiska, like what we, we kind of in the, in the preseasons, we're doing our preseason power rankings. We talked about the volatility of some of the pieces of the puzzle in the Vancouver Titans organization from the players to the staff, to the ownership organization. Um, obviously now, uh, I don't think, I expected it to be happening in like week 11. Kind of feels nope. kind of quick, especially when um, they've only played a handful of four matches. matches. Yeah, yeah, four yeah. matches, five matches. Uh, mm. But w- w- what's your take on what's going on here? Um, okay. I don't want to, I don't actually want to talk too much about the details. Um, I also don't know enough about the details to say who's in the wrong and who much, who is in the wrong from my point of view the most. Um, I hope it turns out well. I'm, it might be one of those circumstances where the more you talk about it, the worse it gets for everyone involved. So let me refrain from commenting further. All right. Which sucks for a podcast, but. Yeah, that's all right. At the end of the day, like we're we're uh, we want the best outcome for for these players and for the organization itself, right? Totally. And so, I will also say there's bullshit going on, of course. Otherwise, I mean that's pretty an obvious, MVP, right? And a rookie would be playing. Right. We can agree there. Yep. Um, also. A Vancouver a team of the caliber of Vancouver Titans would probably also not go 0-2 in that week. Yep. So you do you do the math. We laid the breadcrumbs. I, I, I think it, I think it's pretty obvious. And as somebody who doesn't know anything, here's a healthy dose of speculation. Um, without any kind of like conscience, sure. you know, berating, right? I would imagine. Right. As a player in the Overwatch League, it's probably you're probably under contract and um, kind of obligated to represent your team. So by kind of removing a lot of the details of what team you're on, it's kind of like a soft in, in my eyes, it's a soft way to say, you know, 
you to the man, right? Like you're, you're just trying to distance yourself from the org as much as possible because there's friction between one group and another group. Group A yes. being the players and the team, group B, the organization, the people in charge of things. Um, why that is, not a clue, could be a number of reasons, probably exacerbated by the fact that COVID is kind of, you know, shaking the world up at the moment. Um, and they're triaging the situation as best they can. I agree with Yiska. I hope everything works out and I hope we get to see the Titans back to their form, but it doesn't seem like uh, things are going nicely as of right now. Um, yeah, hopefully hopefully things get remedied because it'd be a shame to, to lose a, a, a good team like that. Yeah. So I, I just wanted to add one thing to all of this. Um, I do have insider info. I'm just kidding. I don't. I actually don't. But I do, I do think that there's, there's one thing that we've seen in the past is that the first story that ends up coming out from a party involved tends to be the one that the uh, community and scene latch onto at all yeah. costs. Uh, yeah. Practice common sense and restraint and critical thinking as yeah. these stories come to light. Uh, it's very, it's very, I'm not, I, and again, I don't know if the organization's at fault. I don't know if it goes all the way up to Canucks or if it's luminosity gaming or if it's the coaching staff or if it's the players being, being awful. I honestly have no idea. What I do know True. is, is that there is an inherent uh, distaste and dislike for, uh, certain parts of those four parts. Some people, you know, are, have, are like, you know what? A corporation like uh, Canucks can do no good and can mean no well, and therefore the buck stops with them, and, it, you know, it's all on them. And there's also people who are like, you know, uh, well, I heard that Fisher's a little bitch, so, uh, you know, like at what whatever side he's on, that's the side I hate. Um, just, uh, I don't know, keep an, keep an open mind here. If you're somebody who needs to assign blame for you, I guess. And, and at the same time, I would also just say like, what, what, what good does that do? Uh, practice restraint. I think, uh, the fact that Yiska practiced restraint on this podcast, when asked with a very yeah. point blank question on some juice, uh, is, is a testament that you can too. <laughs> yes. <laughs> let it let it be the signal that the most unrestrained league boy is not exploding at this even though he very much wants to um okay so we don't leave you completely dry there was one um interesting comment like monty posted about something like how do um my bad how how do uh people how do teams get away with these running narratives and how no, is nobody addressing this and whatnot? There was a comment by Bench, I think, who said, we're about to find out how unlikely the run of Vancouver Titans in season two was. That's a, that's a whole narrative that, yeah, kind of blew over people's heads. That, yeah. Again, I think we, for any hardcore fan, of the show, I think you can Hansel and Gretel your way to where we're headed with this, or at least where I'm headed in terms of speculation. I don't talk to anybody. I'm pretty non-juicy 
desert over here. This I mean, dry, I think arid. I think you're juicy AF. Well, you know, thanks. I'm I appreciate it. You know, race the mayhem has been kind to me. Um, <laughs> that said, the idea of a family is very flowery and overblown. Dude. But dude, you you kind of see where I'm going. Yeah, I'll also say that like Matt, the the stats guy. I, sorry uh-huh. that I don't remember the f- full thing. He had a tweet okay. like he thinks the fusion are the most likely to win because Mersal. some wholesome Mersal. like I'm in love with a cocoa type of nope. thing. Get that out of here. No, nope. bro. It could be I'm not from sure the how it was in co- shock, but every other finalist was killing each other. <laughs> like, yeah. like, First and foremost, it's you exactly win. the opposite in the case is yeah. in Overwatch. The it's more not... toxic you are to your teammates, the higher you probably go. Well, okay, again, toxic is a, is an adjective very loosely yeah. used in the gaming yeah, sphere. Yeah. Yes. Let's be serious. It's yeah. hyper. And again, like this is like some sort of like dog whistle term. It feels like these days um, hyper competitive players yeah. that all they want to do is win. Think of like Carpe, right? Carpe isn't the lovey dovey, you know, hanging on your teammates and, you know, all this wholesome content. No, no. First and foremost, he's here to win. If Sato wasn't good, they would have kicked him. Why? Because probably Carpe has that kind of clout to say, I don't really care for this guy. I'm not saying the fusion is run by Carpe. What I'm saying is you don't give that guy a three-year contract and extend it and whatnot and pay him what he's worth if you don't value him and value his opinion and value the team's opinion. So that's why I was so set on, okay, I don't know why Sato's good. I don't know why Sato's still here, but they must trust him to warrant playing him enough, right? They must have some sort of faith. This isn't very rarely, I think, in esports, do you have that lovey-dovey, you know, family at like essence to a team. Yeah, you I'm may have had Loi, that earlier. You may have heard that had that earlier with Runaway, but I think with the Overwatch League, you have to things change. You know, families break apart. They don't last forever. Nothing lasts forever. Hate to break uh, it to you. And and don't. Dude. So the only other thing is don't uh, like underreact on how well a family can f- seem to function for a long period yeah. of time even yeah. when it's dysfunctional totally. there's a lot of people who wants to talk about how long they've been going and you can't not be friends and work together kind of thing and you can't be best friends and work together uh for that long uh that's not totally based in reality and in team sports is it any different than the coworker you hate and you still have to do projects with uh, there are some differences when you're like living in a team house, I think. Um, but other than that, you know, like it, this doesn't just because it's been going on for a long time doesn't make it unlikely, I guess is what I would say. Yep. 100%. Just, just think of the stories where it got, went south. Just think of them, just think them through from season one. Like we know Boston wasn't, wasn't exactly like a tea party inside. Oh. First perfect stage, almost at the same time. Valiant was compartmentalized between their Western players and their Korean players. And think about about how wholesome all that content was. 
You know what I'm saying? Like, think about all the inside the Valiant. Granted, yeah, they had their moments where they're like, oh, no, Winston and Agility's in the in and out parking lot. Oh, crazy. But mm-hmm. for the most part, I think the narrative that people took away with that, oh, they're so open. Oh, they're so wholesome. Oh, they're all friends. Turns out, couldn't be farther from the truth. We've been doing this show for 94 episodes, and I hate both of these guys. And look at us. You, you think we're your three dads. Yeah. <laughs> we're not. Yeah. We're not your three dads. Yeah. And two of your three dads suck. Very gracious of you to admit it. Finally. (laughs) We need a video editor. Yeah. I can, I can keep, keep going by the way. Like, do you guys think London loved each other in after season one? Spoiler. Of course they won. You, You know, you know where minus came from? The nickname? Minus? Fronus? No. I didn't know that was a nickname. <sighs> Guys, like, this is... Nickname. This is not, like... Uh, also, like, it's, it's crazy. Once again, we have to say it's crazy how, how easy it is, seemingly, for one or two players to get carried on a team. Because I'm looking at LFZ or LF, and I'm yeah. just like... Everyone, how is everyone carried other than Daco? And of course, like the, the thing is, like the, the infighting works as long as you can still sit at, at the same table. Yes. And it definitely happens that this threshold is blasted out of the window and then you can no longer work with each other and then people leave. But as long as it somehow works, like it blows. I would love for everyone to just be happy and like 100%. great adults and they grow and like, but this game is not like this. You gotta, you gotta <laughs> riddle me just this. empirically, ju- just empirically. It has been the case. Maybe shock 100%. is completely different, by the way. That is very yeah. possible that shock was different and they therefore could like completely stomp. Doubt it, right? Uh, Let, let's be real. Highly doubt it. I think Krusty manages a lot of like the, the social bloodletting that goes on. Well, I think that's probably what he does probably the best next to strategy, next to, you know, uh, delegating a lot to other people and, and having a good system. I'd imagine that that's what he's best at uh, in terms of coaching. I think it's a lot of what coaching is. I don't think Shock is a family. I very, I don't, I couldn't name you a team barring like old runaway that was like very much like no matter what we're going to stick together you see it all through the role swaps you see it through you know not a a large change in roster but now with the move to the titans now with the kind of corporatization of that team you start to see pieces leave you start to see weird things happen so when you tell me by by you i mean the community and the narrative that this team is still a family there's more evidence to support that it isn't or that things are going wrong or belly up than to support it. Tizzy joining, Bumper leaving, Bumper not staying, Jayhong coming in. Why? What, what's up with all of this? Why, why, aren't, why isn't that family, that role swap that did everything they could to stick together, not doing that anymore? Is that an organizational thing? Is that a team thing? Who knows? What we do know is something changed and it's not that way anymore. And that's a, that's a big thing I, I do want to touch on because uh, we, we stated if you're coming into the conversation now or kind of skipped over because we spent a good seven, eight minutes on just 
uh, the uh, incorrect assumptions a lot of people have about how team chemistry uh, correlates to results and healthy teams win and unhealthy team chemistry loses. Uh, don't don't take that as like we're advocating for. Oh, if this no, is no, because no, no, the players are uh, are are dysfunctional together. It's it's definitely a part of it. It's something that uh, we think is important to bring to light. As in general, in the Overwatch League, there are uh, have been a lot of teams who have won, who weren't necessarily uh, each other's biggest fan, and. Um, you hear a lot about the orgs not paying or not providing this and that and, and the companies. And oftentimes there is a majority of fault to place on uh, those organizations uh, or corporations or uh, management and coaching organizational part portions of it. But there is a there are scenarios where uh, especially when it comes to results that players, um, don't as play as nice as as you want. You know what they say, right? Like, don't ever meet your heroes because they're gonna let you down. Because like they're yeah. not, they're not like, uh, you know, they're not each other's best friends all the time. Yep. It's not like, yep. um, what whatever. I'm trying to think of like a you know do. You, trying to Mike, think of what? Michael and Dwight Mike. hang out. Okay. All the time when they're not filming the office. Like, probably. You, you probably yeah exactly probably not. Probably not. So, um, and chat yeah, also I say, think they've got a good point. You know, dysfunctional is normal for a family. I don't think that's the same type of family that the Overwatch League fans are looking at. They want the the ideal, the full house kind of family where everything's fine all the time and everybody's just best friends. And we're here to fight for our friends. And it's about the friends we made along the way, not the championship that we almost won. That's that's the idea that they're projecting on this team and that couldn't be farther from the truth. And they probably are more like a traditional family that is dysfunctional, that does fight. But that's not, that's not real. That's not what they're seeing. They want the flowery idea of, Oh, they're, they're all best friends. They're fighting for each other. They're it's not just, it's a band of brothers and, and sisters. And it's, it's about more than just them. It's the Cosby. It, it's, it's like not, the Cosby show. Yeah. Because everybody hated each other on that show. I learned that out and it ruined the show for me. <laughs> among other things. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. How about that other thing? Uh, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it was the same thing. It's like you find out that like the two of them are, are huge douchebags and mm. the other ones are whiny brats. And like same thing with home improvement. Like I learned that about home improvement. I'm like, well, that sucks. Anyways, yeah. sorry to lo- sorry to ruin those two shows for you. Now you don't have something to binge watch during your uh, your uh, stay at home quarantined nights. I wonder if Home Improvement actually stands up. I think that like it did. Katie and I watched yeah. it last year. It was the first like four seasons are so good. They're so funny. I remember if you like that. a little slapstick humor, mm. if you like it, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's true. A little slapsticky. It's t- it's t- I feel oddly called out and wearing this shirt and having a beard, to True. be fair. True. You are Al. <laughs> you are. <laughs> Can you give us a... There it is. There you go. That's just for the video viewers. Go. Wow. It's not like any one of these 20-year-olds even know what we're talking about, right? No. No, right? no, no so way. Long ago. No, say not. Yeah, Yiska is German Al. 
What's the uh, what's the like German name for Al or Albert? Al. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyways, sorry to derail that very like serious conversation. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, closing thoughts on the Titans. Humans are fallible, and if they True. if we don't give that leeway to humans, then we're dehumanizing them. So. People fuck up. Everyone fucks up. Professional people fuck up. Twenty-year-olds uh, fuck up. True. Everyone fucks up. Let's have a pint over it and there just chill. There goes the clean tag. Thanks. You're welcome. But wait, wait. I'm adding. Let okay, me uh, let me now. demonetize this video. <laughs> Jeez. Let's see, I would agree with most of what Yeska said, but I would also. This is a cautionary tale for anybody who stays within esports past Overwatch. These are for like the, the 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 fans, you know, years down the line that somehow have discovered this audio podcast and are now like interested in, in Overwatch history. Whatever esport you're watching, whether it be Overwatch, whether it be NHL 2040, I don't I don't know, I don't care. Everybody probably is more dysfunctional. Just take the dysfunctional factor that you apply to someone and probably multiply it. Yeah. And then try to try to think about life that way. Very rarely are very rarely are things exactly how you think they are or how they're portrayed to you through content or whatnot. They're usually a lot less. It, there's there's less to it. I'll put it like that. Yeah. All right. That's it. That's our thought on uh, the Titans. I'm sure many people will find a few statements to just be really pissed off at. That's fine. Let him. I'll just encourage you step back for a second and think, were we trying to be fair? Or are you just trying to like take a couple sentences out of context? Anyways, uh, I also, that yeah, I also feel like we had so much that it could literally mean anything and everything we, you could possibly apply. So please. Okay. Here's, here's the thing. Here's the, here's the big brain play. If someone makes a Reddit clip, just clip the following. None of what we just said will lead you to what actually happened. You're an idiot for quoting this, uh, uh, this clip out of context. Thank you. Boom. There you go. That's your, that's your top co comment, please. All right. Are we good, chat? We're good? All right, let's move on. Uh, the Echo Tournament this weekend. I'm going to be honest. I did not get to watch as much of this as I wanted. Uh... It's it's tough. I for, get, got exactly as to watch exactly as much as I wanted. Zero seconds. Same. Big same. <laughs> you don't you don't like these community tournament type things? No, I I I don't like it. Just like for the content, I I don't care. It's just not for, B, yeah, not it's for not, us. It's not B, German I'm big mad. How is it that we we can make available the main own channel the best time slot? For an echo tournament and not for contenders. Like, forget about the best time slot. Owl channel in general for the contenders region. How is that possible? Nah. Nah, dude. Get me out of here. I like, I don't care. Sorry to be party pooping, but that's oof. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's constantly like, why couldn't they do this? XYZ. I don't know. I'm, 
past that myself and yeah it's just content not for me it seems like it was well received um got okay viewers you know got some people streaming it that was you know fun and interesting and i'm glad that the community liked it but yeah not not really content for me i'm uh i'm cool with just what we got in the overwatch league so far and every other contenders game i can catch I so so for me I love the idea of these things. I don't think that like it's something I want weekly because it becomes just like anything else. But the fact that we have these you know periodic like I would say like quarterly one-off tournaments sure. that um are just a little bit off of the mainstream. Um we we I I call Yiska's like preference of what he gets out of Overwatch is German esports where it's all about this this yes. these micro decisions and strategy and you know the the fencing the ballet uh yeah. you know it's stuff like if you just watch it it's kind of boring opera you just listen yeah. or watch you're just kind of like you can't yeah. really appreciate it but if you yeah. get kind of deep in there you you develop a, an addicting appreciation to it um and you know sometimes Overwatch League just needs a little WWE you, sure. just, you just need a little MMA, and even then, like I guess MMA is is pretty technical. But let's let's just say WWE. You, you need a little uh, just bowling, dude. I just need to see if he hits the pins or not, man. Like that's all I need. Give me darts. Like, not to misunderstand, right? Sure. Do that thing. Have fun. Also have fun with our players. Get them a little bit out of their ruts, out of their you know like habits. Make fun teams, get the community engaged. On a Tuesday night, either not on the out channel or also have contenders on the out channel. Yeah. Thank you. I'm all for, I'm all for contenders on the out channel. In fact, I'm all for just like just make a, a channel that says Overwatch League Contenders Division Tournaments. Just all one okay. long name. Put them all on there. Call it be done. Overwatch esports for all I care. Honestly, there's no sure. have them Lo all funnel together. There's no reason. <laughs> there's no reason why they can't all be on a central channel. Uh, in most scenarios, I understand if you have a scheduling overlap, you need a backup channel. Great, but uh, if it's a primary. I would say if it's a tournament run by Blizzard in some way, it should be on the Overwatch League channel. Mm. Um, and be, that's be who of you to do that, yeah. But yeah, I mean, I think I think this is great. I got to watch a couple uh, games. I did get to watch Team One, the team that actually ended up winning with Jake and Dante, Clone Man, Hard Blue, Fran, Kareev, and Red Shell. Just kind of cool to see oh. like some different. Um, <laughs> some different like personalities combination of streamers and tier mm. one players and tier two players, retired players, casters all kind of coming together and, and uh, stomping. Uh, but put them, put them up against, you know, put stone cold Steve Austin up against uh, a fencing master on the fencing line. And I understand why Yiska immediately is pulling his hair out. No, like I remembered what happened during these matches. And while we're on the, we're already starting with Big Mad. Now that make actually made me furious. I don't know if you guys saw the, the tweet Fran put out where no. she, of course, she was playing during the, the finals. Okay, sure. One of the entire thing. And then, like, whenever something didn't ha go their way, just people 
made misogynistic insults like yeah. e-girl actually live feeding like stuff like that right like get out of my esport i don't care for you at all yeah like and if half of you go like that's still you're not bringing bringing any value to this scene whatsoever you're actually pro probably draining viewers by being shitty edgelords Man, I'm sick of sharing the internet with 16 to 20 year olds, by the way, too, because you know, that's the, like the, the edgy little, like that's, it's, it's just the worst dude like that. I, I went through that phase as well. And I actively post hate myself for whatever I did in that time frame. I get it. Hormones are crass, but come on, maybe we just attach little, like, like, shields to them just so like like you know like little uh, warning notes like 16 to 20 year olds uh white white male talking shit or mm. just ban them preemptively yeah. i'm sorry like there's just a 60 60 to 70 percent chance you're a dickhead on the internet so yeah get out you're you're like you, you need you need to take a second to have some introspective on who you are like nobody's perfect but that's that's a far way from any level of attempting to be perfect. You're just a you're just an asshole. You just are. Like don't don't do uh, Avast had a pretty funny tweet. Um, this uh, it was actually actually is half an hour ago. He said, "My face when I haven't played Overwatch in two months after taking a year break before that. Get asked to play an attorney, and I get absolutely carried." And people go out of their way to say Fran is weighing down their team. Mm. Um, you know, like there was a lot of players who should be a lot better, yeah. like just from their professional experience, um, than than like Fran is as as a really incredible streamer. Katie loves Fran's stream, by the way. Um, I don't watch Overwatch streams, so I don't know what to tell you. Nope, true. Uh, but if I did, um. And in they played really really poorly. I mean, even when you look at the 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 roster that they had compared to, there's one team with like super, and who was it? It was like it was super, and was it striker? And rascal, Ra rascal. Thank you. Yeah, like mm -hmm. some really good players, and they didn't win. Like they won. Like, and they won and people are still finding ways to be complete ass ats about it. Yeah. 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 And that's, that's what, oh man, just like, I don't know. And yeah. even I have to hand it to Fran. She was like, she's just like, if you want to like critique my, my playing, call me mm -hmm. a bad player. Fine. But to make it about my gender. Yeah. You're. That's also. It's, I ass. think that's very import, important to make these tweets, but by the way, as well, and actually add them. Like, just like I think sometimes, dude, I didn't know, like for the longest time, I didn't know what uh, women on the internet have to face because you, of course, as a guy, aren't exposed yeah, to that. No. And you're probably also like, so how, as a non asshole, do you get? get uh, to th that connection, right? Having a, a younger sister helped with that development. 
Nope. Having had a girlfriend in the in the space is nuts. You guys are wilded out there. Jesus Christ. And nope. um just call them out. Just make it very apparent how often it's happening. Just let that seep into the subconsciousness of everyone that this is not okay and that this is happening so frequently and at them. Reject it. Reject it completely. Yep, yep. Unfortunately, uh the the people who do that uh, don't have enough brain cells to listen and understand this podcast. So um, unfortunately we may be falling on the, the really great people in the community who are a hundred percent supportive of Fran and the community. I, I see you chat and you guys are all, this is not a you you're doing yeah. great stand up against it, but she's come on, come on. All right. Got some social growth to do. What can we say? Yeah. Yeah. And also call it out when it happens in your rank game. Anyone being an asshat in any kind of bigotry type of way, gotta call them out. You're the like you're the older OGs now. You gotta you gotta say something. Who else is gonna say something? True. Your social responsibility too. Mm -hmm. Anyways, uh, Echo Tournament. Pretty cool. Not the most yeah, competitive cool. thing, but a nice change of pace, I think, uh, with, with everything going on. This isn't the preview episode for week 12, but can we just talk about the irony of, of. doing an Echo tournament uh-huh. and then doing the ban phases and having Echo be eligible to ban in week one? Can we just I talk mean, about that for a second? I mean, it was kind of expected, though. Right. Kind of knew it. New oh, hero I'm, comes out. You're banning for the ladder. What do you think all the ladder people are playing? Probably, probably playing Echo. If now, now if I'm Blizzard though, I'm gonna put my tinfoil hat on here for a second. I'm gonna say the 500 IQ play is to have an Echo tournament because you you know that it's going to be banned, and that's why it it, t- it took up like the main spot on the weekend. That's why it was on the Overwatching channel because they needed to showcase it. They wanted to showcase it. They wanted to market it because. With the system they just added, it was just going to get banned. That's that's my conspiracy take. That this was because they knew it was going to be banned. I mean, there's some level of uh, chance into that. It's not like it's guaranteed. I mean, it's not. I mean, probably 50% max. We don't know how Um, everything is weighted. What? In terms of how it's banned, or like the bans were? The chance of being banned. I don't know. I think that was a pretty pretty likely chance that that was going to happen. I'd put money on that. A, a higher chance, but like, than, than the other options. For me, likely. But I don't know about likely. I doubt it's about 50 New DPS chance. hero? Right? When they when they decide to, to add the bans based on the ladder? You don't think that's like going to astronomically inflate Three her numbers? Three eligible, Eric says. I... Mm. Yeah. Maybe I mean again, maybe, but I don't know. It's either it's kind of irrelevant. A, I would love some sure. transparency on this process, but maybe 100%. I just miss the miss the draw. Uh it's just it's, it's just really weird. Just like just delay the release an extra week. Just do it. <laughs> that's that's the thing. You think. I'm really trying to get off uh, of this negativity train, but it like 
it just unfortunately starts piling up. And it's like, bro, we are talking about this systemic issue of hero pools for like until we literally will have half of uh, of your ship just fed up with it. But like, why does it only have to happen that something ridiculous happens? by chance that we then can talk about it why do we always need an event instead of looking at the rules and then extrapolating of what could happen it is so draining you want to pay me so money draining. we can we can just think tank on the podcast and come up with like we can just poke holes if yeah. you want that's it, dude well i'll it's, do it for free I it's like it's 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 you like pay me to, to I feel like you know this Swedish streamer Forsen, and like yeah. every game he plays, instantly he will find a bug that just breaks the game and where he has to restart or he goes back to guest up. Somehow he always finds that out. I feel like when I read like a, a rule announcements, I'm I'm just like, how how? Bro, they <sighs> bro, please. Like this yep. is so obvious as well. Like the idea that the meta would be following like the Overwatch League meta when we front load uh, or back load, sorry, the meta selection. So how would how would possibly the Overwatch League meta determine what is being played in the first three or four days of the of the week? How did this side happen? Is that, that the reason, by the way, why we're having Thursday games? So we're not just influencing the last two days of ranked with the Overwatch meta? Or do, do we even think someone watches in EU by 1 a.m. or like something like that? Like, come the on. Chaotic dude. energy in me enjoys where your head's at with that one. The, I think the, the that's, thing that's, is, that's imagine great. coming up with that system going, our new newly conceived system is perfect. Instead, we must change the entire well, okay. schedule. <laughs> if that was the case, like to be fair, I'd imagine they don't think it's perfect, right? Like to be completely like dry, I don't think they think it's perfect. They obviously don't even think it's like foolproof in the sense that they're leaving themselves a very casual back door and saying, well, guys, if it doesn't work, we can just remove it. It's not that big of a deal, right? Like. It seems like when the system was first developed and was first announced, that was kind of copying and pasted everywhere that they could, where it's just like, well, it could just, we could just remove it. It's not a big deal. Like if you don't like it, we could just, we could just take it out. The problem is, is that everybody was just like super happy about it and was interested in the diversity week one, week two. Okay, that's fine. And as time progresses, you start to see where we all are incredibly cynical with this. So we'll see. Yep. Um, I don't know. Yeah, it's 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 needlessly complicated. It keeps changing. I I like the iteration, right? Like that's a good idea. The execution again is is up for question. And the the the, the real thing though, like as as much as we can poke holes and make fun of this, uh, this just delays things a week, right? Like it's just effectively delaying the launch. A week. Well, it's delaying Give the launch. It's killing a ban for hero pulls as well. Uh, true. That is true. Um. That actually is probably a bigger effect than I think I originally uh, considered. But I also say at the same time, like, Hero Pool's, Hero Pool's gonna pool, bro. Like, I don't know. Like, it's just gonna, like, yeah. it's, it's just, this is, this is where we are now. 
this is uh and and it's to a point like I, i'm kind of looking at chat and it's like I, I like the system inherently isn't completely wrong but there are just obvious flaws that could have just been remedied like with what i feel like is just a little bit of thought i don't know and again i don't have all the backroom knowledge i don't have you know the board of directors i don't have yeah it could be but when you have three days to prepare for something in a multi-million dollar league and you're trying to like boost your product not a good idea right not a good idea but i don't know whatever man like people are clearly enjoying there's a lot of people who are enjoying watching yeah uh, eight thousand people doing china well, okay. And then Again, 28,000 during NA games. That's the better. I think that's the better argument. Because we don't know the Chinese numbers, right? We know the, the Western numbers now, and they're not great. They're the not. though. But I, I would say this. There are, there are people who are very outspoken that this flavor of Overwatch is the Overwatch League that they like. 100%. Um, more so than ever, I think, I would say. But uh, and we don't always agree with it, but we've told you enough about that. Yes. I think on this show and past shows, let's, let's talk about some games and uh, we're going to start with the San Francisco shock versus the Dallas fuel. This was a big one. Mm. This was a 91 to nine spread in favor of the San Francisco shock. And let's be real dudes. It was, that was dumb. It was close. Yeah. Now, I don't think any of us said shock in five. No. We're just like, no, 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 70-30. Got to bring it in a little bit, bro. Uh, not 91-9. But yeah. if, you did, if you did place any bets, man, whew, you could have gotten some money if that mm-hmm. went the other way. It really came down to one fight. Um. Yeah, it's, it's, I don't know exactly what's going on with the shock. I'm still like kind of scratching my head on where Sinatra is. Um, I think he's flexible enough to play in hero pools and it's not like some of the heroes that they were playing. He's never played before. Um, it's very bizarre. Got to watch that those, said, uh, those Twitter bios next week. Yeah, I'm just kidding. That's watch, not, that's not <laughs> watch your headers. Hold on. Don't clip. That's a joke. It's not happening. Don't clip it. Don't share it anywhere. Uh, I have no info on, on, on the shock. They just didn't play very well and they won. I, I think it's, I, I would agree that I don't think the shock played particularly well, especially in a meta that they should be playing well in. Um, again, very reminiscent of what the playoffs were last season. Um, that's not to say you come out and look championship caliber immediately with all of the practice and all of the things that have been going on with the 2020 season. But this was the shock underperforming, I would say severely, and the fuel kind of showing us that they're not a meme. Like I said, they weren't going to be. Um, this is a team that is. I don't even know if I go back and raise them up. I don't think I could justify raising them up if I knew that hero pools were coming out, but I'd want to. Um, I, I think people are really coming around to the idea that kind of dream put in my head that DPS were going to be much more impactful because of the inherent chaos that that hero pools brings and the fuel Mm -hmm. are prepared for that they have two Mm -hmm. incredibly good dps they have very versatile dps and Mm -hmm. that is being shown um gomsu not having to play reinhardt is fantastic as well it's column a it's column b it's chaos it's good players injected into the fuel it's san francisco 
I don't know what's going on with them. It's kind of just this storm, this perfect storm that's going to result in teams like the Fuel doing well, teams like Chengdu doing well, teams like the Valiant, which we'll get into, doing some crazy compositional choices and doing, you know, relatively well, not winning, but, you know, performing better than I think people expect. So, yeah, there's, I hate to just hand wave and say hero pools all the time, but that's kind of what it comes down to, unless there's like a stronger argument otherwise. And I don't think that, this yeah, game showed me much, right? Yeah, yeah. It's also, dude. That okay. In a hypothetical scenario, and I'm, I'm of course not talking about this. That this is actually what's going on, right? Mm. But think about like what a what a backline like Slime and Twilight could f- do for the fuel. Sure. That would be instantly nuts. At that if point, why don't you just go full Korean, though? You know, not to go yeah, into like full okay, like fuel yeah, w- building okay, mode. You can bring Janu. I don't care. Sure. You can. Like, if you want to throw out Buku bucks, then go ahead. And uh, the fuel apparently has money to spend. Their off season was I mean, quite they don't uh, have lucrative, so it would have to be a trade. But at least, um, oh come on, like you, you can't is, you can't just like grease somebody's palms. You know, hey, how about you know just retire for a little bit, and we'll like bring you on is, as a content creator. You don't have creator. infinite money, bro. Like. It's, it's already rough. They already made that deal with that Faustian pact with Mickey and, uh, and Taimo, I assume, right? So I would agree. I, I'd imagine so. Um, and I'd imagine that they probably don't have a ton of money at, with, with what's going on with COVID and people kind of like hoarding right now. Yeah. Um, but that also means they're probably not that expensive right now. Very true. Very true. It's, uh, it's a weird time, hypothetically speaking. Um, if teams were looking to trade there again, like, okay, you let's say, let's just hypothetically say, let's see, let's say that some of the Titans players want to join the fuel. Let's just, the interest is there. You're in Korea. That to me, that, that raises, that takes the, like the likelihood and just plummets it. Yeah. You have to get, you have to come back. Probably not. Just trade everyone right from, from Korea away and just go for an entirely Western roster, please, Vancouver. Just take one for the team. Just disperse your goodness over the entire league. And mm-hmm. then just like bring on like a nice endemic roster. You know, like actually take AKM and Unco for the French Canadians, right? Like do that, please. And then like if if you if you don't manage to make the Vancouver Titans as they are right now with that roster a top three, top five team in the Overwatch League, then please meme away in some other way. Sure. I mean, it's, they, they have room to do, they, they would have hypothetical room to do a lot of things. Um, again, Europe is just a, a gold mine that's just waiting to be tapped into that nobody's really interested in. Um, you know, KSB obviously coming from Samsung Morningstars for those who even understand where, what that team was or where they played. Um, yeah, not saying every team in Europe had great players, but there is enough players that you could probably field like a decent team. Um, look at Mayhem Academy. Um, yeah, if, if any team was to blow up and, and rebuild, I think you definitely could and field like a competitive roster. But to stay on track here, I don't think the feels bad. I never thought the feel was completely booty cheeks, but I think Hero Pools severely helped them. Um, and the hats have to go to like kudos have to go to that DPS line and yeah, shocks not, not hot, not great. And I think this is, this speaks more towards that argument 
than any other week because this week is very reminiscent to how they won their championship and they're not performing. They're going again, three, two versus the fuel who aren't a great team, not a bad team, not a great team, right? They should be able to put away the fuel very easily. And this, this was, this was, this was a struggle. That's not a good sign. Vitals are low. Yeah. Red flag, big red flag, red flag, not a, not abandoning ship by any means, but you know, I mean, they won, right? One eye open. They still won. 100%. One eye open. Just got my eye on you, San Francisco. Yep. All right. I do want to talk about uh, the Chinese region a little bit, and that is because I don't understand it. <laughs> you and me both. You. Can I just say? That's, that's the beauty of it, right? I just don't get it. I don't. Yeah. I, I get that Shanghai is really good. Yep. And then I feel like there's two teams who are exactly the same. Yep. Guangzhou and Hangzhou. Like they're just, they, they could be the same thing. They have the same logos, basically. They have <laughs> like just the grayscaled color schemes of the same mm. type of thing. They're, I don't know. They're just like, the, their city names are two letters different. And sure. then uh, you have, then you have Chengdu. Chengdu or Chung don't. There is okay, no try. Okay. They Chung did this this week though. Here's a here's a allegory for Chengdu. So there's a Zen in the I think it was around the Middle Ages. There was a Zen uh, painter, mm-hmm. and Zen Buddhism, of course, like coming from Taoism, like weirdly connected to China and in, in terms sure, of sure, philosophy sure. and everything. Mm-hmm. And basically, what he did was he got very very drunk every day. In the morning, would mm-hmm. dip his long hair in ink, swoosh it across the paper, and did a raw shock test on it. So he looked at what he drew and then just made it prettier. And that is Chengdu or Chinese Overwatch. To a degree, like a little bit of those raw shack blots, like ink things, of course, hero pools, but it's just like, okay. Some pack team played this comp. Let's see how what it does. And then they just like try to make it pretty and somehow it's beautiful. Somehow it works. <laughs> see, I I don't hate the analogy. You can't, you can't hate that analogy. You can't. I don't hate it's, it. It's I just don't possible. think it was this week at all. This week, maybe not, yeah. But I think less in so general, than, yeah. I would agree. Yeah. That's a very narrative analysis. This week, I, diff- I even last week, I would even agree that they definitely actually since I've I've made that comments that everyone hated me for, I would actually say they started prepping more and c- coming back to their old Chengdu ways because, because of your like, feedback. If you guys, because you of g- your feedback, maybe, maybe, they, they, they listened not. to the show. They heard. They're like, you know what, guys. Hey, Yiska brought up something different. What if we like used strategy and prepared what for if our we matches? Used our brains. What if we did that? And they did it. And so, uh, you know what, <laughs> Yiska? That's not what happened, guys. Yiska, actually, you get the, I, the. Never mind. I can't play the the sounder. My bad. Uh, <laughs> I actually got subtweeted by out. <laughs> Come on. Uh, I feel like Ahmed subtweeted me. By the way, just between us. They don't know, therefore they criticize or something like, <laughs> like 
I know, bitch. I saw you. I just saw your scrims. I know with that tweet, man. Um, I, I would say that this is like a rubber band of Chengdu. I think they they started off with the whole creativity, Rorschach, Zen Buddhism, you know, painting analogy. And clip, they've, clip that, they've, by the way, just that sentence. <laughs> they've creatively found their way into, you know, duplicating brain cells and, and making a lot of sense of what they're doing rather than just like, I guess we're going to play Wrecking Ball. Now they're they're like, oh, cool. We're playing against a lot of Farah. How do we deal with Farah? Well, we do this X, Y, Z. We put leave on Ash on maps that's supplemented. If not, we play a lot of dive. We play aggressive. Compare that against the Spark, who had no idea what they were doing, and they already saw VODs of the chart. I have a bone to pick with the Spark. We'll get to them, but I think Chengdu look fantastic. I would I would say as of week 11, they're the second best team in Asia right now that have played. Second best Chinese team. Chengdu, so you're saying just Chengdu are better than Guangzhou and Hangzhou? I would say so. Okay, that's I'm fine right with that. now. I'm fine with that. Right Not better now, than Shanghai, right? Shanghai is like no, no, no. That's different. yeah, no, 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 no. Yeah, uh, I, I didn't take that from you at all. But you said okay, maybe, at first you said yeah. Asia, and I'm like, you're saying like South, or are you saying like Seoul? Or are you saying just from the teams that we've yeah, seen play from the in, Chinese in right teams now. that yeah, are yeah, basically from the Chinese teams? And I would, I would. The agree thing is, they got three old clap right, like the week before by Spark. It's still like largely like mumbo jumbo, like no, let's make sure uh, everything's even. Week nine, they went three two versus charge, then one three Shanghai. Um, yeah, they did get clapped again. I hate to hand wave and you know put Kool Aid in your eyes, but could be hero pools. Just saying, <laughs> could could just be hero pools. I'm dying now. Now, okay, sick transition. Okay. Maybe we'll see of if John wants to pick this up. Look at Paris, Florida. Tell me that that's not just hero pulls. And the neck. And the neck. I'm just saying. Probably too. No, like, it, in all fairness, if we always constantly say hero pulls, hero pulls, hero pulls, we also got to give Chengdu that benefit of the doubt. Sure. They got clapped by hero pulls. What, what was the week, actually? Was it actively just, like, malicious towards... Chengdu's playstyle. I already forgot what we what, what we it's, had. It's been playstyle, and it's I like. It's also reads, right? Like you know this better than anybody. I, think, I feel like sure, this sure, is something sure. straight up your alley. It's it's figuring out what is being played and how you fit within that kind of meta for that week. And mm. sometimes you hit it, and sometimes you just don't. And yeah, we do bring it up a lot, but we're also not talking about like the eight other games that were played. We're just talking about the one game that was just like, hey, that was just our dice roll this week. And sometimes you, you land yeah. wrong. And that's why this upset happened. Yeah, definitely possible. Now, we're not saying that necessarily with Fuel and Shock, right? This was almost an upset, but it wasn't just Hero Pools. It had a, a role to play, but it wasn't just Hero Pools. I think a lot of what Chengdu did against Shanghai, probably Hero Pools, right? Let's face that. For the Florida Mayhem beating... The Paris Eternal, probably just a bad meta read from the Paris Eternal. A lot of these or, other games or just bad. Like the thing is, if you remember back, uh, Florida also had that in the Reaper mirror uh, the first time around. They played Paris, I think. So maybe it's just hero pools in the sense that the things that were banned out just mm -hmm. massively favored uh, 100%. Mayhem. That's going to happen Not as well necessarily that Paris had a bad read. I don't think sure. 
that necessarily I would say that it was a bad read, but I also uh generally agree with you. Mm-hmm. Generally speaking, I would agree with that. So that, that there point. there are a lot of people though who immediately want to uh attribute Paris's underperformance. I think we can call it that. Uh yeah, last week so. uh of three uh, getting three owed by Paris or by uh Florida as um being because of missing XC. And Joe, yeah. you you had some uh thoughts before the show about why you didn't think that was the case. Yeah, I don't think that's necessarily the case. This felt like much more of a Nico question mark rather than, oh, soon's just not as good on Reaper. Therefore, X, Y, like, I don't think that missing XE was the deciding factor, whereas putting Nico on the Doomfist, which he has looked shaky on, he has had some good games. He has had some games where he's a non-factor. I would say this is one of those games where he was a non-factor. We've seen teams play a lot of May this week. They did not seem interested in playing May. Why is that? I think it was a read. I think they were not prepared to play the May. We know Nico can play May. We know Nico is a very good May. Why weren't they playing May? They decided to play the far instead. Very strange pick. Granted, not necessarily in Asia, but when you're scrimming here, seems very strange. Yeah, it's 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 bizarre. I think my personal my take from this was a bad read. Um, you you read into that what you want. Yeah, I mean, it might be like it, it's it's hard to say, of course. Um. And I think that there's also a niche with post-game interviews or like just like content creation around these things, asking coaches, asking players, what was your plan? What was the reason you were caught off guard here? Why why did we see these sure. wildly unexpected uh, outcomes? And to then say, okay, um, we can put it in this bed, uh, in like in this compartment, like, okay, they didn't read the map meta well, or okay, like we couldn't really fill the role because the player was sick, these types of, types of things. So, yeah. Yep. 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 I don't think it's, I don't think it's one person. I think it's probably a majority, you know, a lot of different things happening all at once, you know, having, not having XE probably hurts them. Yeah, sure. It's not just that. And I also wouldn't say it's just Nico, but I would say that that's much more of a factor than not having your star hit scan when you have soon who is very capable on playing uh reaper not doomfist um yeah just my take all right let's go to the battle of la here and uh we we i think we discussed it we we discussed it a little bit with uh curry shot on friday again if you didn't catch our special episode with curry shot probably worth going back to uh but the battle for LA went pretty deep. We went to map five. There was mm. a lot of, uh, let's just say, uh, Overwatch League player personality displaying. Mm. You know, how very coy of you. I know. Uh, from the honestly, from both sides, but I think a, a, a little bit more publicly from the LA Gladiators about their. Mm. Their um their dislike for the way the LA Valiant uh executed their strategy for mm. the game was that politically savvy enough? I think that was as you know tame as it is going to get. Anyways, so just remember the LA Gladiators do defeat the LA Valiant three to two, but Twitter sure. would tell you a different story. 
um, multiple players calling out uh, the LA Valiant for playing a dishonest composition, um, playing trash heroes, and um, you know, all in all, I think just being really upset that the game went to five maps. Mm. And Curry Shot did come on the show, and he said, you know, ultimately the team was disappointed because we do think that. Uh, we're a better team and we just sure. couldn't prepare or we prepared. There's the, you guys can correct me on this. Uh, and this isn't necessarily how I feel, but this is kind of a, a sentiment I saw this past week. And it's that there is kind of when, when you're scrimming okay. in overwatch league, there's this kind of gentleman's agreement that mm. um, when you're scrimming, you're, not uh you're a you're trying and a lot of teams get blacklisted if they don't try and so there is there is a, a check and balance for that but also that if you scrim against a team mm-hmm. you don't see wildly different looks from them consistently when you go to play the game it's kind of like we're going to meet each other on the same uh, like this the same footing it's like at, in baseball, there's a lot of unwritten rules like, sure, you know, throwing a fastball high and inside uh, on on a on another player or on a batter after uh, they they hit your pitch or they hit your batter the the inning before and stuff. Like, there's just kind of these unwritten rules, and one of those uh, is kind of like our scrims are our practice, and this is mm-hmm. there's something sacred about um, how we scrim each other and how we use that information to come together on a battlefield that weekend and have the best team win or lose. And it's my understanding that that was the biggest thing that I think frustrated the Gladiators is that they came in with something a lot different. And it felt dishonest and almost like we're going to do this and bam, show up with this. Uh, do you think that there's any truth to that? And do you think that that's valid? There's going to be a lot of people. And there was already people last week on the current uh-huh. shot video saying like, um, you know, when teams trying to do whatever you can to win, like there's a lot of dirty things that you can do in professional sports that teams don't do because there's 100%. a gentleman's agreement, even though it's not against the rules. Sure. So to cl- just to quickly clarify, um, in terms of validity, what are, what are we checking off? How valid it is to try something out of the box? Uh, do, do you think, number one, that there's okay. an expectation between two teams to play uh-huh. a certain way no. in Overwatch League? You don't. Yiska, no. do you? There are expectations for you to win the match. That's yep. my, that's the expectation. Yeah. Yep. And do you think that the Valiant did the best they could given the situation to position themselves to do so? I with, believe with the, so. With the information you have, obviously you can't know like yeah, yeah. what else unless you, yeah. I believe the fact that they got close to it working in their current condition is mm-hmm. enough evidence for me to believe that this was a solid game plan. Yeah. And it was also a um 
like it was obvious that okay if it like what what curry basically said on friday is if you play an wacky off meta comp that you are only playing mm -hmm. then you won't get practice in the mirror so what the, it then comes down to is who can adapt of course like there's some some overlap to like playing that composition to anything and then yes you get a maybe a couple percent head start on someone trying to mirror you sure but like, if you play a completely off-meta, wacky comp, you better make sure that it's perfectly within your best ability of the idiosyncrasies of your team. So like, you have the best Ash player in the league or whatever. Then you this can work. And if it doesn't, then the problem is like, Bertrand just like clapped right on on map five. That's sure. that what happened. That's what happens then. You don't know necessarily have a leg up in the mirror. It then comes down to like just like you know like seeing the patterns in the Rorschach blood, and then just like um, connecting the dots and 100%. somehow somehow Bertrand connects heads better than any, anyone else and, on the server. And, and that's where I over. think it's not. I think there's like some flaws with that logic because you're agreeing to a knife fight. You're saying. I really don't. Yeah, we yeah. weren't prepared for this. They weren't, you know, interested in trying to mirror what everybody else is running or, you know, within the same idea of what everybody else was running. Um, they're trying something different. So let's agree to the knife fight and abandon that practice. Um, I think that's a very strategic move. I don't think it's just something that uh, even Curry would agree with in saying that they just said willy nilly. I think it was more of a calculated decision, something that probably throughout the match, they were like, OK, if we needed to play this, how would we do it? And could we? By map five, they decided, hey, this might actually be more of a, it might give us more effective value in terms of like kind of pokerizing it. Um, but yeah, I, I don't necessarily think it's like foolproof. I don't think that it's specifically like, oh, well, you can't practice the mirror if you're playing some cheese stuff. I, I think Joe, there's more to that. The problem is, is if KSF is th this knife uh -huh. and then Bertrand comes out and is this knife. Exactly. That's a problem for you. Why the hell do you have a Why knife? Do I have knives what then? the hell? Yeah, I don't know. I make bread, okay? At your desk? Right in your room? I don't have time to eat anywhere else. Nice. Dude, you're taking away all the monetization <laughs> for this video, by the way, because now you have weapons. Wait, how is that a weapon? I got bread. How is it not a weapon? I just that... talked about knife fights. Yeah. Oh. Then he took it away. Yeah, okay. We're talking about a game where people suck each other into black holes. What is right. going on? Chat, we really need we America. really need the subs and Patreon this week because we can't run ads on it. A full Don't, set of china is a in his room. Knife, bro. Come on. Yeah. Can it break skin? Probably. I, I, I cut bread with a knife. Well, how do you Americans do? Do you just like get into the low? We buy it from the store. Pre-cut. Pre-cut? Oh my God. That's like asking your mom to cut off the crust for your sandwiches. We have that you kind of bread too. Children. <laughs> we have that kind of bread too. Oh no, you Less cannot so. do it's that called, to bread, bro. It's called innovation. Hey, get with the times. Old I, man. And to be fair, I, American bread sucks. In yeah, most, it does. In most, like store bought American bread. It's poop. Is generally pretty bad, but uh, I also have it to run faster, of course. 
I mean, yeah, you got to refill that Brita pil- filter, you know, that extra couple seconds faster. You B-hop your way to the, the faucet as well? Yep. <laughs> yep. Now I just have a mental Some, Sometimes I've, I fall with the filter, and then there's like a, uh, a sage slow up on the bot, and I just Whoa, wrong podcast. Wrong podcast. We're getting a little off theme here. Okay. You mean you mean Sorry. May, right? You mean you meant you oh, meant yeah, May. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Right. With Blizzard and the ice wall. Yeah. That game. Yeah. That uh game. well it's it's a mercy. Mm, yes, I, I agree. It's a mercy. Uh anyways. Yeah, why A, why do you have knives in your room? And B I I don't even remember where we were, to be completely honest with you. Do you have kitchens in Germany? Yeah, but isn't, uh, isn't dude, kitchen a German leave. word? No, it's not. It's oh. Küche is the German word. That's your word of the day. That's your word of the day. Beautiful. I'm glad we weaved what that is in it? the show. Küche. Küche? Küche. 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 Yeah. It's a lot of... Seems way word, more yeah, difficult than kitchen. Küche. Yeah, I just call yes, it, it is. You know? Yeah. This yeah. is a very Lauvom, like, word of the week. You know, try harder uh, next time. You know? I, it's, it's unreal that you guys actually still remember that's that the one. Only one. That's I like think is the only one I remember. You did one really uh, long one that I learned the pronunciation of and then forgot after the show. Mm. Uh, True. Anyways. All right, chat. We're done. That's enough of this tomfoolery. <laughs> Uh, interesting, interesting enough. So I, I, I've started noting in our show notes, which mm. odd predictions were right and wrong. Mm-hmm. Uh, and only two wrong odd predictions last week. And that was the Florida mayhem versus Paris eternal, which was 67% in favor of Paris eternal. And then Guangzhou, uh, was 61% favored against Chengdu. So high five, John. I got that right. Me and you. Hey. Also, also, just for the preview episode, uh, Joe already said some heinous stuff in the. Oh, cut! The You're going to tell me that's about Chengdu. You're going to tell me I'm also bringing heinous. knives to the next. Are podcast, you kidding just me? Just so you know. Just, next All right, podcast, we're gonna, it's on site. Man, it's on this site. This man said. You're dumb. This man you're, said NYXL is losing. By the way, just get ready for next one. Like how are you're you're I'm the master of pulling. Fade. Like all of the like nonsensical. Oh, well, it could be a bye week or oh, it's a two match week. Dog, they they're in Korea. They just moved to Korea. Yeah, there's more teams. We talked about this literally the last show. Not okay, not the last show because that was Curry Shop. The show before that one. We talked about and you agreed with me, talking about how more teams entering Asia was going to benefit Chengdu. And you're going to tell me that the team formerly known as the NYXL, I'm calling the New York Poopers. <laughs> Now we're in this Korea. way too low on my bands. Like, are you kidding uh, me? Is NYXL losing against Charge? Okay, let me let me ask this. That Charge I don't against know. I I would say that might I'm be a little Charge knives. favored. I'm bringing knives. I would say that might be Charge favored. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> I'll see how my mood changes by Wednesday. I don't think NYXL is good. I think NYXL is bad, and they're going to do worse because they just got done traveling. And they have to play some weird stuff. But that's for Wednesday. See, chat, all, all families you. are not perfect. Your dads hate <laughs> each other. Your dads just hate each other. And honestly, two out of the three are idiots. Guess which two? One of, one of them cuts bread at their computer desk. I will tell True. you that much. 
All right. We're out. We're done. I can't. So this is, this is where a good organizational structure comes in and says, Hey, we can just be done with the show. Hey, Hey, Hey buddy. Quarantine is totally not getting to us, by the way, we completely healthy functioning adults right now. I will say this. I would take worse tasting bread pre-cut than mm-hmm. having to cut better tasting bread. No. And you guys, no, gotta, like, oh my God. Do you guys make fun of me for my robot takes? Come on. Just <laughs> way lazier. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, that one. All right. That's a Croucher insider. Oh, you, got, you got to be there for the watch parties to understand this one. It's true. I also, I also see that Joe's, uh, Joe's comments on, um, the Titans being a projection of, or not and like the idea of a family is already made on Reddit. It's already on Reddit. I've said this before. I don't know why Reddit's now just picking up on this. Maybe, maybe you should pay attention, huh? Reddit. No, it, it has to be an event. Otherwise nobody cares. You could read. You it. could literally open your I, eyes. I'm spilling all kinds of facts. Oh, People all right, could chat. literally be typing the word of literal word of God into Reddit, and unless <laughs> like the the grasshoppers were already on our door, we wouldn't. We wouldn't. You would know. Understand? No. All right. Okay. Yep. Real or John? Uh-huh. You got it. All right. Here are the reins. And, all right. We're out of here, chat. Uh, <laughs> Follow Joe at Volumel. Follow Yiska at yes. Yiska out. You guys have anything big and important coming out before Wednesday? Mm, no. I think I'm going to dive a little bit more into Ash and for Valorant this week, probably talk about Jet and her place and why I'm tired of people seeing people buying guns on that character. Just don't buy guns. Tune in on, don't on buy Jet. guns. Ooh, you can just sense. run don't away. That's the yeah. point. You just fly away? Exactly. Sprout wings. Yeah. Uh, Peggy, you're so wrong on that. I'm sorry. I don't have the brain cell. I don't normally have the brain cell on this show. Let's be real. Uh, but I appreciate you. And that's how you are. Oh, you're already VIP'd. Never mind. I'm, I don't need the VIP. You're already VIP'd. Uh, yeah. All right. Uh, as for me, you can find me everywhere. I kick tripod and I uh, hope you enjoy the show. Big thank you to our patron producers. Battle Crab Pin, Lotion, Charlie L, Audio Compass, Pork Chop, Sammy, Kasha67, Coochie Kopi, Salsa Boy91, Shara, and Picasso. Y'all are the best. Like the show. Go to patreon.com slash tactical crouch. You can support right there. We'll announce on Wednesday when our next game night is. It's probably going to be mm-hmm. coming up pretty soon because we're nearing the end of the month. Yep. I need to get that, uh, get that going because we want to play games with you all. Uh, we also got one five-star review Ooh. from uh, Joe's going to read it right now. Yeah, it's Echo Overwatch from Great Britain, which is constantly surprising on where all listeners are from and or viewers. For those of you who uh, watch the YouTube uh, feed and stream and like us hanging out on Twitch. Um, yeah, it's always crazy to hear like where uh, where we've reached to where where our podcast is uh, consumed from. So. Thank you from across the pond. Thanks for the support. And if you would like to support the show that isn't necessarily monetary, you could also leave a five-star iTunes review, and we'll shout you on the show if you leave your name. If not, we love you anyways. I developed so much trust in you, Joe, like from that. that. That was perfect. Like that. that was great. A plus. 
Yes, Kelly. Do you see that how that was done? Well. Do you see how you do that? Oh, let me. No, I don't, I don't, I don't have that. Off oh. the rails because I know Akko from, from Blue's chat where he's always drunk. So I would have gone better. <laughs> yes, Yeska just goes, I do not have it open. It is not open on my monitor. Oh my God. I have, I oh have, my God. The, the bread is in the way. The bread is in the Hold on. Let me, cu- let me cut it. I need, cut cu- I need to cut so the bread so I can, so I can see. Oh, I need to get, get this out off of my monitor. And then be like a new patron and he'd be like, for just one dollar, only one. <laughs> for all is, the German fans. Is, is this person whose name I will make fun of for 35 seconds, starting now. And then, <laughs> thanks for being a patron. <laughs> that's how it goes. It's how it that's goes. Exactly how, that's why we are sitting pretty in Europe, in the middle. Like the oh, in the golden banana. That's just so German. That's Shut German up. effectivity. We worked like three hundred hours less. You have than knives you in your rooms. Yeah. I don't want. I don't want to hear you talk. It's true. It's why our see because we have GDP is so goddamn high. I already have all the cutlery and everything here. Yeah, I know. All I need. I never you need you to get up. You have two knives. Why? Do you have any more weird stuff here? Probably. Knowing you, you do. You we, drink out of a picture, do, dog. Next week, we're going to do a segment called <laughs> What's on Yiska's Desk? <laughs> and uh, you don't know, like those radios. So uh, in the United States, Yiska, we have a ra- something called radio. And mm-hmm. there's these radio stations that play music and sometimes have mm-hmm. talk shows. Mm-hmm. Uh, and True. we have these games. Uh, mm-hmm. And like what, how it kind of is, is like they'll, they'll play like a sound clip over the radio and you have to guess what it is. Uh, in this case, we're going to do one where we just have to guess the item on your desk. Okay. That's what we'll do. Let me just, uh, moisturize my hands. You just have, you have to find a way oh, to give like one, you. you have to have the, <laughs> you have to find <laughs> And there goes our last monetization yeah, tick. Three yep. strikes for all. All right, chat. Uh, Whoa. this, this was a, this was a cluster <laughs> an episode i'm not gonna lie to you uh yeah secret sound peggy you're right come on uh it was fun uh chat hope you had fun uh we're gonna be back uh, for a brief very brief post show right after the music and uh thanks for hanging out we'll see you guys next time bye Doo 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 do